0: Okay, I guess uh, what I'm going to do here is a little uh, history on what I know about uh, Randy getting his polka dot V, uh, the Carl Sandoval polka dot V that he had made in 78, 79, when he was still in Quiet Riot. Uh, He went down to Charvel Guitars. Which was pretty much the only game in town at that point And uh, inquired about getting a custom guitar made A Flying V and blah 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 And uh, a guy that worked there, Carl Sandoval, who worked for Charvel Caught Randy and said that he would do it for, I think, $700, $750 on his own You know, give him a break on whatever Charvel quoted him. So that got uh, Sandoval fired. (laughs) And you can see, you know, that wasn't the best movie ever made. And not the best guitar. He actually, uh, what Randy wanted was a Les Paul playing and sounding type V with a, with a tremolo bar so he could do those things you know the uh, harmonics and uh, all the stuff he did with the trim so uh, at that time before Floyd Rose had come up with their uh, locking nut uh, the thing was to get the strings to go in a straight line so I know the neck Of the polka dot V was uh, taken off a Dan Electro guitar, and then Carl made the uh, headstock, which is actually the only thing he could he could have uh, copyrighted, but apparently hadn't (laughs) or hasn't because people use it all the time. I have one uh, Sandoval V. Um, I think I might have sold that. I've had two. I, I never was satisfied with them. Either was Randy. He didn't like it. Didn't stay in tune. It sounded good. And it was close to what he wanted. But it wasn't exactly what he was... You know, tuning thing was a big deal back then. So, that's pretty much the story with the V. And he said, you know, the second Quiet Riot album, everybody had a, uh, was going for a, like, themed outfits, and Randy's was going to be the bow tie with the polka dots and all that, so that's why that looks like that, because that was going to be his theme. So when he went into uh, Ozzy's band, it kind of didn't fit, but it kind of did, because it set Randy apart. I mean, nobody else in the world had a giant polka dot flying v with uh you know bow ties in the neck so you know that set him apart uh but yeah he did have problems with uh, tuning and uh the neck uh i'm pretty sure those necks the Dan Electros, don't have truss rods so they tend to you know bend with the uh, weather so he wasn't happy with that so when he came back after uh, recording the first album with ozzy he went to charvel again with the idea of the concord because he just flew back from england on a concord and he drew it out they gave him a big piece of paper and they wanted him You know, here's a ruler, here's a pencil, and all that. I think it was him, and Kevin Dubrow, and somebody else, maybe Rudy Sarzo, went down to Charvel, and he drew out the shape of the Concord. And it was to be made out of maple, and have a a Les Paul-type neck, including the uh, inlays. And Wayne Charvel thought it was too radical of a guitar that he even didn't want his name put on it. So since uh, Grover Jackson designed the guitar for Randy and him and Mike Shannon built it, he called it the Jackson. So that was the very first Jackson guitar, the Concord. And that was in 1980. And while that was being done, of course, I found out and I... I had my mom drive me down to San Dimas, and I had my White Star uh, guitar built. Even though I was only like 12, 13 years old, which Randy, Randy thought was goofy. But anyways, so that's the first Jackson guitar is the Concorde. And Grover Jackson wanted to call it the Original Sin. But, uh, Randy wanted to call it the Concorde, and it just was, you know, the white Jackson after that. But it's actually Concorde. After the plane. The airplane. So, as far as that guitar, you know, it had Seymour Duncan pickups, because Seymour Duncan was working for, uh, Charvel at the time. And, uh who else? Well, Jackson, Grover Jackson. So that was the beginning of Jackson. So Randy liked that guitar, and he had some ideas, you know, about uh, streamlining it and uh, changing some stuff around. So they did. They moved the toggle switch from the top, which I thought was cool. I have it on two of my guitars, but they moved the toggle switch down by the controls and a played on there and made it so he could get to the uh, higher notes easy and he was already off on the beginning of the Diary Tour, Diary of the Madman in 82 when he got the Black Jackson and he played that I think he played that on uh, Flying High Again or something one of those songs that they tuned down a half step on um which is all the ones on every song on the diary of a madman was tuned down half step on purpose i was always led to believe it was an accident which is crazy because who accidentally tunes down everything a half step nobody they did it so it'd sound heavier and uh so The First Jackson done Second Jackson he gets the black one The beginning of the tour He starts using it I think on Flying High again And another song I can't remember right now But that was the beginning And so Randy said yeah I like these I want two more So they were going to send him a black And a white uh, Jackson Rhodes They were going to call it now and uh they made them and the black one i believe just the black one had a uh tremolo system on it and uh that let me see oh the uh inlays the the shark tooth or whatever people call them they were upside down but apparently didn't matter they were gonna send them to him anyways but then March 19th came around, and they didn't send them, and they ended up selling the black one, which, uh, somebody now proudly owns, because they were sold at the next Nam show accidentally for a ridiculously low price, but I had, uh, the 11th one made that was ever made, uh, Black Jackson that I just recently sold back to Jackson a couple of years ago, um, for something. Some other guitars. But that's what I know about the. Uh, the. Uh, Polka dot V. And his Concord. And the. Jackson's. Uh, the Gibson. Just not everybody knows. That Gibson actually took his. Les Paul. And upgraded it with brass parts. Brass. Brass. Uh, Toggle switch, plate, brass cap, brass control plate in the back, and toggle switch uh, plate in the back, which really helps the, the uh, tone of the guitar. And, uh, of course, the, the uh, pickups were potted or dipped in paraffin wax, so they wouldn't feed back as much on, the, on all of the guitars by then, I'm pretty sure. And then what else did... uh, I was asked to talk about his marshals. Now, see, I was told when he first went over, he took uh, Greg Leon's marshals, which were modified. But in talking to some other people, I found out that he actually used other marshals that were also modified, which were just, you know, cranked up a bit to be a little overdriven, which you know he was already using a variac which is a just a, a power you plug the uh, amp into the variac and the variac into the wall where you get your power and then you crank your amp and then use the variac as a volume for the uh, amplifier I know, Eddie Van Halen did that and I know Randy was doing that at one point towards the end he was and also using the uh, Roland Space Echo and all that to to do uh, his effects because I'm more of a fan of the uh, sound that he was getting on the Diary of a Madman tour which was totally different from anything that he recorded he was really getting his own sound and all that so Marshall eventually made three or four black and white uh, Marshall uh, stacks for him that were all modified to his specs with Altec speakers, and uh, there you go. I think that's about it. Um, how long is that? Trying to see. Yeah, that's that. That's uh, this edition of uh, Randy Rhodes information by Michael Skews or Michael D, whatever you want to call me. And this uh, podcast is going to uh, to <laughs> uh, the name just popped right out of my head. I'm sending it to uh, to Carolyn. Uh, Jepson. So there you go. That's it. Let me know if you need any more. Signing out. Randy rules.